good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I do feel like I'm in a fan fiction that's a crossover between the Tennessee Williams story and an Edgar Allan Poe story because <laughs> there are approximately um, an infinite number of flies in my apartment right now because it's oh, early no. fall in New York and I feel like it's just inescapable and if it's not don't tell me because I don't want to think that I live in filth I don't think that I live in filth but there are a lot of flies you don't live in filth New York is just like weird sometimes <laughs> it's just it's different sorts of gross all of the time and this is like the sort of gross that you're gonna get in October yeah, well, it's an ever-changing uh, bounty of grossness, and I guess you take what you can get. I would take raccoons over flies any day, um, really, like Toronto has, but I've only ever seen one raccoon in New York, and it was in Central Park. I'm terrified of raccoons. Really? They're, like, bigger than you would think that they are. They are. They are bigger on the inside. And then <laughs> they're always like you always see them at night, like making noise somewhere. And it's always like every encounter I've had with a raccoon was always like very tense for some reason. <laughs> I've always been alone in the middle of the night, um, so I'm a little freaked out by them. So I think I would take a fly over. <laughs> interesting, interesting. There's a classic. Do you know dinosaur comics? I know of dinosaur comics, it's... but I didn't like read them. Right. So it's um this sort of main project of past guest um ryan north and there's a really early one at least when i started reading them about how raccoons are really unsettling um and it's just like t-rex is um really anxious about raccoons and um and cephalopods so the first comic where this happens i think is like over 10 years old it's in 2005 and um Everyone's making fun of the main character, T-Rex, for being afraid of raccoons. And he's just like, no, they're too smart and cunning. And they sit on the heads of dogs to drown them. And they have nimble, probing hands. Um, and then later on that night, it's like there's a voice off screen that's the raccoons being like, T-Rex, we put our minds to it and taught ourselves English. And he's like, holy shit, leave me alone. <laughs> and then this line, I think, became a T-shirt. But they're just like, T-Rex. We were not meant to be. <laughs> they later invite him to their like sexual degenerate parties, I think. Um, okay. I love raccoons, though. If you give them a salt or a cube of sugar, they'll try to wash it to clean it. I have seen that. And then it disintegrates. Yeah. Also, they're so clever that Toronto has been locked in a war with them for like the past 40 years because... Toronto keeps Toronto has green bins for like organic waste and regardless of like the technology they use to close these bins raccoons find a way to open them like they invented some <laughs> incredibly high tech like German engineered like gravity lock system recently and there's this whole like investigative piece on okay like ev all the government people say that the raccoons are not getting into them and if they did it's because the people didn't close them right or they were faulty but like we've spoke to people who have recordings of raccoons like knocking their bins over and getting the delicious <laughs> trash from inside that's amazing i had no idea raccoons were that smart they're so smart it's either endearing or Dang. unsettling depending on your your view i guess 
I mean, I knew about like octopuses, which you hear oh, like the smartest ooh, creatures ever. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> See, that's my thing that I'm not like. I'm not into. Okay. I'm not into octopuses. I think they're too smart. I don't think they were meant to be. <laughs> just... I hate their little eyes. The, yeah, and the whole like shape of them. They like because like the whole brain bit is like all the way in the back of their heads i guess i don't know that's what i'm just saying it but it always creates this like weird swoop and like the whole posture is just so much weirder than you would think it would be (sighs) yeah i and the whole way they like roll across the floor of the sea yeah i don't care for it or like when they were like learning how to walk do you remember when that was like a viral video or whatever when it was like this octopus watched a guy walk or whatever and like learned how to put its legs together and like mimic people jesus christ (laughs) oh and then like they how they can like squish through really tiny gaps to just like escape things i Uh... hate it i hate it I like animals, but I feel like the idea of like being outsmarted by one is terrifying. <laughs> well, it's not supposed to happen. It just isn't right. No, you're, we're supposed to be the king of the animals or something. That's what I was led to believe. Yeah. By Tarzan. Upper. <laughs> Top of the food chain. Yeah. I mean, what's we've talked respectively about i think each of our least favorite animals at this point <laughs> which i think both of them jointly are t-rex's least favorite animals what is your favorite animal let's get off oh. let's get to a more positive topic okay that's a big one um well oh. i own three cats okay well okay let's say <laughs> so favorite mammal is definitely going to be cat <laughs> okay yeah fair <laughs> i guess favorite animal that isn't like a pet um Oh my god! I don't know. I go through like I go through like animal phases, even Uh huh. It is a very important question because I feel like I I recently went through like a really big like hedgehog phase. Ooh, are also classified as a pet, but like are so interesting. I guess you're not allowed to have any in New York, which I think is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, but also they're just like so sweet and so interesting looking <laughs> and all of the people who like have one on instagram like know how to take good yes. hedgehog pictures <laughs> they're so insta ready <laughs> um and like you have to clean them with a toothbrush and that's hilarious and then, like... <laughs> how do they clean themselves <laughs> i don't know that's actually a really good question can they reach their own spine Oh no! I'm they sure they little... don't actually need to clean themselves as much. Like if you just don't want your hedgehog to smell, that's why you have to clean it. Yeah, probably. In the wild, they probably like go into a lake or something, and mm-hmm. swim around, and then they're <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess I would say hedgehogs right now. What about you? Oh, favorite mammal. Um, I'm kind of partial to weasels right now. Okay, because. I feel like weasels, okay, growing up, I don't know if this is the case for you, but I feel like in all media that I was exposed to where there were like anthropomorphic animals, especially when they were like like mice or like 
birds or things like that weasels were like always the villains because <laughs> like they're weaselly and like they're evil like i think in who framed roger rabbit that's like weasels right they're like the bad guys i think so. there's a weasel gang um yeah but look at them just look at them <laughs> tell me those are bad guys tell me they're bad guys mustelids are just look at their little beady eyes yeah they're just so precious and they're so long they're like a a cat that's like a snake <laughs> um and they're really clever and like you know um rabbits and stuff can hide from dogs and other animals by going into burrows and weasels just pour themselves down those holes with their little weasel bodies. And they're like, mm, 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 I'm going to eat you up. You can't hide from me in that hole, little rabbit, Mr. Rabbit. I'm going to come and eat your eyeballs out. Oh, see, maybe that's why people don't like weasels. Mm, I'm a little weasel. I'm going to eat your eyeballs. What about otters? Otters are just like water-specked weasels. Oh, yeah. Otters are fantastic. Otters are good. They use tools. They hold hands in water. They <laughs> um, they team up to like take out bigger a uh, bigger they team uh, threats. Up. I didn't know that. Yeah, they team up. They form like an otter Voltron. Um, <laughs> no, but they really do team up to like take take on like bigger enemies. Um, well, you have to out in the sea. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know Mustelas are just cool. I think like wolverines. <laughs> yep. You, you know wolverines i know of wolverines yeah yeah you know retractable claws adamantium skeletons okay i I googled wolverine and it was just the guy so. yeah i did too <laughs> i don't know wolverines are just like big dumb idiots like they're yeah they're weird bears um bear just dogs. a lesser bear yeah they just have like a lot of fur and skin and um yeah they just they're mostly scavengers actually but apparently one is alleged to have killed a bear one time wow but it's like not confirmed but <laughs> the, we, we didn't get a confirmed kill but um yeah god i've been watching this series called tears you on youtube have you seen this no please go on though <laughs> it's basically just like an analysis of like the animal kingdom in the language of like a video game meta thing so basically just being like are seals op like <laughs> like let's look at their stats and why this build is so powerful and just like places animals in different tiers um and like i think the top tier is like humans cats there's like a few other things i forget but um yeah it's a lot i think i came across it years ago and then i happened across it again yesterday and it still exists like it's still going around <laughs> Which is pretty good. That's amazing. I haven't heard of that. I have like uh, my current weird YouTube thing is that um, I like try not to look at Twitter anymore while oh, recording podcasts. Yeah. So, the thing that I've been doing is watching calming TV for cats. <laughs> uh huh. There's, there's this guy on YouTube. Paul Dining, who um, just like has a nice backyard with a bunch of cool birds in it and like records really nice HD video. <laughs> I think I've put these on for my cats before or for my cat before, but are they calming or did they just make cats like freak out and want to eat these birds? Well, I guess it's calming because like 
I, I don't know. I feel like my cats are more anxious if they're in like a silent room than like a room with like ambient noise in it. Okay. Um, and then also for me, it's like having a third window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I do feel world. bad sometimes, but I'm like, it's no different than just like them sit looking out the window. Those birds are no more real than, <laughs> than ones on a screen art. Although I have had my cat try to walk around my laptop before and it's been so sad. <laughs> it's like, oh no, you don't understand. You don't understand your laptop. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. I am watching these birds just like go to t- go ham on some seed and just it's looking amazing. really pleased with themselves. Like, yeah, delicious, delicious. It's always like a stable image on like one log or one building or whatever. So like, birds just kind of come and go, and it's just like, oh, look who is in the neighborhood today. Yeah, definitely. When I put my cat in front of this, like she just sits and stares until one of them flies in or flies away, and then she like, it's like what. <laughs> where they go? they're gone oh my god oh, another one um it's good it's he's doing yeah. a public service <laughs> yeah me as in a fully like adult woman is also getting the same joy of <laughs> eight hours of spectacular cat tv featuring the most beautiful garden birds and calming nature music that is sure to relax your cat or kitten aiding with separation anxiety and stress the perfect cat calming aid to help your cat remain calm and sleep while you are out of the house Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it, it works. It works. It just works. You know. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's yeah. good. <laughs> What's my oh, my YouTube home screen is a fucking train wreck now because um, <laughs> I watched too many of the wrong things and now it's just okay. No, there. Oh my god, what? Um. So there's just a lot of dumb gaming bullshit because I will sometimes I mostly just watch game stuff as like um background noise. And mm-hmm. it's not games that I care about. It's mostly just like people talking about things that like I'm not interested in. Um but I guess I have watched some asthma stuff before. And so now there's one coming up that's just the asthma man, like in high contrast, like on a very on a black background, that's just the title is Leave Unlisted. Um <laughs> And what is this? <laughs> Was that like a note for himself to not put it on his video? <laughs> well, of... a best there's like comments that say, should we be watching this? Did he deactivate the Winter Soldier? Um, I think he's doing some fucking ARG or something. This oh this asthma guy God. is doing an ARG. Um do you do you know this guy, Phoenician Sailor? I don't. I but I've like I've dabbled in some of the Okay. ASMR like subsections, and there is a deep world of like. It's, there's so many subgenres. <laughs> like this guy is like, he's like a normal looking man with like a salt and pepper beard and and hair, and he does, just like, he did a Geralt from The Witcher, uh, asthma, where he's <laughs> just telling you about his like adventures. There's one apparently where he's doing the Void Kampf test, um. <laughs> there's just like a lot of i don't know i've tried watching them before and like i kind of like them sometimes but like oh the stuff that's always like very obviously like asmery i don't really care for like when they're like yeah. shaking something on the left and right side i'm like no just like <laughs> okay wait there's a, he's doing a wolverine one or he has a wolverine one where he's cleaning blood off of his claws uh, i mean 
that's like that's what fanfic is for right so he's well playing like... guitar with his claws that's not how that works um that's so good but yeah he kind of looks like um vaguely looks like jeffrey dean morgan um okay and yep he does definitely have a negan one i am just looking at this now uh good do you want thing. to uh do you want to know what the description for this one is i would love to the saviors have a strict code that must be adhered to at all times you've transgressed and negan himself is coming to visit you in your room to discuss the details of your non-negotiable restitution what what <laughs> This is amazing. Oh my God. I love it. Oh my God. When I was like still watching it, um, or at least when a friend of mine would like send me videos that she found, there was this one specific girl who would like have different characters. Mm -hmm. And the one that I was the most fascinated by was like this kind of bitchy girl at a mall. (laughs) (laughs) Her in front of a fake green screen like as if she was standing at a counter and just being like yeah there's like that really weird weirdo who like works at the body shop and like i see her at the food court and i was just like this is amazing and also i'm very relaxed thanks for giving me this gossip in such like a neutral tone um, <laughs> and then it was like a whole world because like the girl that she was talking about was like a different asmr character that she did that was like kind of like like <laughs> just kind of that weird girl in high school i guess who would just like say things <laughs> i don't know um but yeah and then just like really bitchy asmr girls are the top of the top for me I think. <laughs> there was one video that was like your mean best friend does your makeup and it was just like her the entire time like in front of her camera pretending to do makeup just being like yeah, I'm just going to try to do something with this. Oh, <laughs> my God. To say to somebody. Um, but I guess people were also relaxed. So. <sighs> wild. Truly wild. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting off of ASMR because I also really don't like the tapping. And instead of just like I started watching plan with me videos. Ooh, what's that? It's basically just, like, um, someone, like, going through their journal and, like, setting it up for the week and, like, recording (laughs) themselves and talking about it. It's amazing. It's so good. Especially because there's, like, so many different journals and then, like, so many different, like, things that you can do with it. And then also just, like, a woman just being like, oh, yeah, you know, Riverdale is on this week and I'm really excited. And she puts, like, a little sticker down. (laughs) And that's just nice to have on the background. Wow. YouTube yeah. is really something, huh? <laughs> there's there's something for everyone. There's truly. literally just huh. <sighs> I love it. I love the internet. I think it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm happy that this is <laughs> where we are. Well, what else have you been up to besides uh that? <laughs> um, besides deep loot uh YouTube dives. You know, catching up on My Hero Academia, really. Oh, cool. That's <laughs> the show Netflix. about superheroes. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, yeah, I really like that show, actually. I saw the first season, and then I think I fell off it. But it's really cute. And, like, I like how um, it seems really different from, like, a traditional 
like kind of um show of that kind in that the main character like doesn't always win everything like isn't always the best and like and but like also like victory for him in like one particular circumstance is like helping this other boy like overcome his own trauma um and like he didn't want to like actually beat him in the fight he wanted just to, like help this kid like get over his like horrible like f- trauma around his father and he kind of did yeah it's it's really interesting and as it goes on like the ensemble becomes kind of a bigger mm. part of it um but yeah it's just like really positive and fun and it's been good to watch while i like play phone games <laughs> what phone games <laughs> um the there's the new like nintendo like um i'm trying to think of the game that it's like a copy of um the one with all the good art and the like cat boy <laughs> that everybody plays um oh grand blue fantasy yeah yeah um so nintendo made a uh, dragalia lost this week mm-hmm. um and it's it's basically that but you like go around and you have to go find dragons to form bonds with. Uh huh. And then later on, you have like a little castle and you can feed bread to your dragon. Um, Pretty good. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. I'm like afraid of it because I don't know how to play phone games and mm. have learned to be distrustful of them. Yeah, they're scary. They really are. Um, but it's like it's like an actual game in a way phone games aren't where like you go through like a little dungeon and you like fight people um and like it's all voice acted and the characters are kind of cute so i'll play it for a week I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um, yeah yeah you know phone games i know like a lot of people uh who play them they're fine you know, I think it's as fine. long as you, you're responsible and don't yeah. just like spend thousands of dollars on them. Because uh, that's how they make money. It's not like a lot of people spending a little money. It's just like a few hundred people spending like thousands and thousands yep. of dollars. Yep. To get yep. the JPEGs. To get the JPEGs of their <laughs> friends. <laughs> to get the beautiful picture of the person they like the most. Because mm-hmm. those um. pictures, you can't, you can't find them online. Well, you certainly don't get them with like stats attached. No, I mean you'd have to go to the wiki for that. <laughs> oh no, but I don't begrudge anyone. Just you know, yeah, play responsibly. There should be ads like there are for like lotteries and stuff that are like if you have a problem, like they should have to include ads on all those games. Like, please call this number if you think you have a problem. Yeah, just like even the lowest form of regulation at this point would be revolutionary. <laughs> it just isn't there yeah um, god but anyway <laughs> no more loot crates uh yeah all right that was the bummer section of yeah <laughs> well speaking of loot crates and stuff do you want to do a segment that sure i think this is only the second time i've ever done this segment um this segment's called crack and packs okay and sometimes i have trading card um, packages laying around for some reason and um i haven't i've had these for a while and so um i will allow you to select one of these packs and oh we will God, okay. we will open it 
and we will, I will take you through the contents and you have three choices for this edition of Cracking Packs. And the first choice is uh, a premium trading card pack from the Stargate movie. Ooh. <laughs> also with video game tips and character information. And um, so there is that. And that one okay. is from 1994. <laughs> there is dino cards the original <gasps> dino cards um <laughs> full color picture training cards of dinosaurs and other prehistoric beasts and uh i'm not sure how old that one is but i assume 90s because that's dinosaur craze time yeah and the third and final one is the guinness book of records cards what <laughs> it has sports and games facts and feats natural and human world and previously unpublished records and this is from 1992 oh wow so these are like (laughs) these are outdated facts at this point these may be outdated yes i so i was gonna go with the dino one but i like had no idea that guinness world comes out with trading oh everyone (laughs) had trading cards in the 90s literally everyone you would go to mcdonald's and they'd well maybe not here but in canada they would sell you hockey cards really yeah i think they maybe still do that actually (laughs) 90s at mcdonald's was all beanie babies and weird plastic seven cups true true true. lots of good cups um but yeah i am so curious about these kids world facts all right maybe maybe next time stargate and dinosaurs we're doing guinness book of world records which the um I got to say this pack aesthetically the outside is not that appealing. It's a gold wrapper, but then sort of the the front image is what's that called um is it CGA and like the old monitors that were just like three shades of blue and black? I think so. It's just like the world's tallest man shaking the hand of someone in a suit, but it's like that. <laughs> so you can barely see anything. Um, so I don't know if they just didn't have the money. I don't know if that's indicative of what the cards are going to look like, but I guess we'll find out. They kind of skimped. Maybe they skimped on the packaging for... Oh, wait. I'll do an asthma. I'll do some crinkles. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. These are full color. Ooh, Okay. Okay, I'm going to shuffle these and pick one and I'll tell you. Okay. Sorry, I don't actually mean to make this asthma. <laughs> okay, this one has a picture of an elephant and it says jumbo-sized mammal. Wait. Okay. Do you know do you know what the world's largest land mammal is? Um I mean this card is implying that it's an elephant. It is, but what, what kind? What kind of elephant? Oh boy, uh, who? I don't know. I don't know. Different There's really types. only two kinds. <laughs> Are there it's fifty-fifty. I there's two kinds of elephants. I don't know either kind. Well, think of where elephants live. I like. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, so that you you've got your Australian elephants. Okay. Um, you've got your um, European elephants. Mm-hmm. Um, no, th- there's really, there's African and Indian elephants. 
Um, and the world's <laughs> largest land mammal is the African element elephant. That card fucking sucked. Um, we're going to try and find a better one that isn't just like a big hole somewhere. I got two of the same card. Wait, what? <laughs> two of the same card. So that's how much work they put into these. It's called the world's loneliest spot. And it's a helicopter on what looks like a tundra. The world's remotest spot is at Bouvet Island in the South Atlantic, an uninhabited Norwegian dependency. Okay. God, fuck. Um, this is the thing about Guinness World Records where, like, I feel like they're not. <laughs> None of these are, like, people who did the. Oh, wait, here's one. This is, this says, blown out of proportion, and it's a really... Okay, it looks like, I guess it's someone has blown a bubble in front of their face with, like, a, there's a huge, like, ruler around it. Like, you can't see their face. It's obscured. So, <laughs> the world's largest bubble ever blown from bubble gum was done in 1985. So, I assume this has been... Uh, <laughs> So it was 22 inches in diameter. That's pretty big. That's pretty big, I guess. I feel like I could do that. I just don't want to. <laughs> okay, there's a microscope. There's flattest land. There's largest rock. Do you know what the largest rock is? Um, no. It's in Australia. Okay. <laughs> With the largest elephant? Yes, it's Ayers okay. Rock. Okay. Um, there's a $10,000 bill, apparently. Really? There were only 345 in circulation. Oh. I don't know if there any exist yet, um, or still. And also there's a note that says, photography on front, not legal tender. So I can't use this card as $10,000. That's ridiculous. Why put it in the pack? I know, right? Uh, there's one about the most distant star. Don't care. World's most valuable paint. This, this, this stunk. I gotta say. Guinness, <laughs> Guinness, you really let me down. I wanted to see more like people who were just doing bizarre shit just to like be the most something. Like most hair. That, that's the weird thing about Guinness, right? Where like, sometimes I'll see like a Guinness record and I'm like, that's not a real thing. Yeah. You made that up. <laughs> That's not a real record. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm sorry that this was such a disappointment. We could do another. Okay. <laughs> if we were going to do another, what would you want to do? I think it would be the dinosaurs one. Dinosaurs. Okay. I think that's really the All right. <laughs> best one here. Round two. Let's see. Okay, this looks promising because we've got some weird-ass art. Um, so I just opened them, and the first one that came up was called Flying Giant, and it's a painting of a, a pterodactyl flying next to a propeller, a World War II propeller plane. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, All right. Yeah, it's, like, as big as this plane. So it's just like, hey... We know, we know what you kids want to see. Does the packaging imply that it's going to be any no. like mixed universe? No, I guess it's just for comparison, but still, it's like okay. Oh, here's a good one, Ali Oremus. 
Ooh. Ali Aramis. Um, <laughs> which means, wait, Ali Aramis is, I guess, how it's actually pronounced. It means other branch. Ooh. Uh, it looks like kind of like a T Rex. Um, okay. Of course, all of these were before people were like, oh, dinosaurs had feathers. So these are all wrong. Uh, oh, we did get a T Rex, which is like a, probably a valuable card. Um, it, um, yeah, God, I can't believe this is worth like a lot of money. Um, Kentrosaurus, you made that up. There's no Kentrosaurus. Kentros, I'm gonna look up. Baby sauropod. Terrans- in- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna ask, how into dinosaurs were you? I was super into dinosaurs. Were you? Yeah. So I saw Jurassic Park in theaters like five times. I feel like if you grew up in the nineties, you that was basically the thing that you yeah. were into. We didn't have like all kinds of different things. So like it was just the one thing. <laughs> Everyone was into dinosaurs. We all saw Jurassic Park. We all ordered that magazine that came with 3D glasses. Um, oh yeah. Did you get that? <laughs> I feel like I had mm, I maybe my brother had it. Dinosaur 3D. I'm googling it real quick because I want to see what it looks like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very important. Um, and we all watched Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Uh, yeah. You know, um, there was even like a dinosaur sitcom at the time. There like- was a dinosaur sitcom, <laughs> which was so weird, and it ended on such a scary note. I know. Like the world was like it was basically like the dinosaur apocalypse. Yeah, that was. I, how do you get to that point, right? Where you're like writing a dinosaur show and the only like honest ending you can think of for it is like, oh, the apocalypse. I guess you got to end it somehow. People already kind of know how it ends, right? It's one of those things where the fun isn't how you get there. But that show is really scary. Like there was this weird like death cult of dinosaurs that were like trying to bring about the apocalypse or something. Or like, I don't remember. It was just really creepy. I think I was really scared of it. I I only remember the baby and then like older brother who was supposed to be the hot one, but he was yeah <laughs> the dinosaur, um and then like I guess I'm getting all of the details mixed with Flintstones at this point. Well, it's basically just a reverse Flintstones yeah. where the humans are the vacuums. <laughs> humans are vacuums, garbage disposals. Uh, what else? Did they, oh, they dig for them in the quarry um god has anyone ever really explored the implications of the flintstones i guess they probably did in that reboot comic where they're like we're not we're gonna like look at how wow it's pretty fucked up that they use a bird that can talk as a dishwasher huh does anyone really need that like that explanation or that like exploration of that yeah uh probably not but (laughs) we got it so this is true i shouldn't i i mean i i like make a podcast that i take too seriously (laughs) (laughs) it's just always funny to me when people like do reboots of cartoons from like the 70s and 60s and are just like but how does this universe really work? Sometimes it can be really fun. And sometimes it's just like, did we need to do that? Yeah. 
And it's like not that's not even like the thing that appealed to you about the original thing anyway. Right. Like, yeah. Stop trying to pull like the joy out of things that are just joyful. Like they is just the, have a is birthday. Is the Flintstones like. joyful? Well, <laughs> I mean, I that's the tough thing. Yeah. But, like, mm, it seemed like Fred had a good relationship with that bird, right? Did he? <laughs> I think he was just a bad man because he was based on. Uh, the guy from the honeymooners who frequently oh, threatened God. to kick the shit out of his wife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that was funny at the time, apparently. So <laughs> this is true. Anyway, well, I, I guess that's the thing is like if you were gonna go back and make the Flintstones, like make Fred slightly less abusive, don't go into what's going on with that bird, like. <laughs> <laughs> just, just assume they have like a better contract agreement now yeah um <laughs> well can i just show you just tell you about like two more dinosaur cards yes please one is just called dinosaur skin <laughs> okay what and uh it doesn't say anything about feathers idiots 1992 hey dummies <laughs> um and then one is called diatrima which is just like a really big angry bird <laughs> you have to look it up um it's okay. spelled d-i-a t-r-y m-a m-a oh this is a great look at this what is idiot going on? angry bird <laughs> I, I don't think that's even its name anymore or maybe it doesn't even exist anymore or not anymore but ever there, you know, there's like some amazing 3D renderings on Google. Which is the first result. Mm -hmm. Um, I so no wings, but just a bird. Is that what I'm looking at? Uh, very small wings. I can't tell. But like, yeah, vestigial wings. Okay, yeah, but like an elephant-sized chicken. Uh, it was. Oh, it's like twice as tall as a dude. No, wait. How tall is it? This is like, I'm seeing a picture here with like a horse in its mouth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what? Send this over. It. <laughs> I think that might be. <laughs> what the fuck? I think that maybe is like a very small horse because what I'm reading is it says that they are um like two meters tall. Okay. Um oh, they're South American terror birds. <laughs> Wait, no, they're not that. They're related to or similar to them. Okay. What are those? How big were those ones? Okay, yeah, those ones are one to three meters tall. Um did they eat horses i think i i remember like reading um about this kind of stuff as a kid and just thinking about gigantic birds and like was simultaneously captivated and terrified yeah a bird another one of those things that like you don't want to be less smart than well <laughs> you also don't want to be like smaller than yeah i don't know the thing to birds about me that's scary is that they're dumb and oh they're, yeah they're just like they don't know what they're fucking doing. <laughs> like they're just flying around and like they'll fly into your head. They'll just run around into in, in front of your feet. 
Like, who knows? <laughs> I've always thought of birds as like an advanced an advanced race of yeah, creatures. Yeah, they really have their wits about them. But the <laughs> phrase bird brained literally means stupid. <laughs> But like they fly in these intricate pat not intricate, but they they've figured out the like you know, fly in a triangle and then like switch who gets to be in front, which I Yeah, so did those kids who were playing hockey for Emilio Estevez, and I don't think they were particularly bright. I guess I I grew up around seagulls a lot, which are very mm. determined. They are birds who like know what's going on, um, and know how to get what they want. <laughs> Much like raccoons. Um, yeah, they're the raccoons of the sky. <laughs> birds are interesting, though. We specifically like. Um, I live on Long Island, and we have these like really small, like really bright green parrots that are here. That are like really, yeah. <laughs> How did you get those parrots there? So apparently, they were like apparently sh- <laughs> they were being shipped through GFK, uh, JFK through like bird dealers or whatever, and they escaped and then just like built a community across New York. Oh my, and they're. Because they decided they lived here now. Good for <laughs> they them. Were flown from somewhere else. Wow. And they're doing their best. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't remember. I'm going to try to look up the name because I like found an article about this. <laughs> Actually, that's happened in a few other places. Like in, in London as well, there's like a commune or collective or whatever they're called of of green paris as well they just like live in this little park area and my friend used to live just in an apartment overlooking that area and like there would just be parrots around her window all the time yeah (laughs) i guess parrots can thrive in a lot of places i would have thought of them like tropical birds but yeah it's weird like because you would think because birds like migrate so you would think they would migrate and then just kind of go back to where they feel like they should have gone <laughs> like, no 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 we're good here yeah this is it it's not getting any better than this just you know they get to hang out in the springtime and then in the winter they like hang out in like a big warehouse um, <laughs> and they were able to like escape the whatever that they were being sold to so like kudos to those birds i guess good work birds <laughs> this is one on the birds are clever side and the rest <laughs> is all on the birds are like kind of idiot side <laughs> you're bringing up a little bit oh um <laughs> well i was talking about birds so they were okay. starting to they're just like you know, packing at the wires. They're like, we'll show you who's stupid when you can't get your precious internet. We already have an internet. Can't it's, let called, the bird secrets it's called the bird net. It's how we communicate through an intricate system of chirps and cheeps. And that's how we get our Google. That's how we get our YouTube. The original Twitter. <laughs> well, it was nice having you on. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, 
I wasn't going to go there, but thank you. Um, <laughs> no, no, thank you. That's I'm glad. I'm glad one of us had to go there. Um, how would you, how do you do, would you like to do a, this one segment that we do on our show and it's called Get Wrecked? Get Wrecked. Yeah. That I, is, yeah, you go on. Sorry. That was a real sentence that I just said. That was a real good, good one. Maybe I'm bird brained today. I've got birds on the brain. Those, it happens. Those terror birds are so big. They just do fill up quite a lot of your brain when you start to think about them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> this is a segment where we recommend things to the listening audience, the public, our adoring fans and loved ones and enemies, maybe, uh, if they're out there. Uh, and assorted government officials uh, who mm-hmm. listen to this and all podcasts in part of our unceasing <laughs> war against terror. Uh, one day they're going to get, um, one day they're going to get that guy, you know, you know, the one, the podcast criminal. Mm-hmm. Merlin, Merlin man. They'll catch him one day. That's the one. Yeah. Great um, podcast though. Sorry. He is a great podcast, though. I've never heard it, but I trust that anyone with that name would, probably. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, do you want to recommend something first, or shall I recommend something first? You can go first. I can go first? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um... When is this going to come out? Okay. I'm going to recommend something, hoping that it will still be available by the time this comes out. Um, I just got the Lucky Scent Autumn Sample Pack. So Lucky Scent is a fragrance store online, and I think they have a location in L.A. as well. Um, I'm not getting any money from them. So you could also just look at what's in the sample pack and get them from, like, your favorite local place or somewhere else. But um, they do these like seasonal sample packs and they're a pretty good deal in terms of what you get. And I've just started going through some of them and they're like, they're all so, so lovely. Uh, It's got a bunch of like brand new things and I'm like, I'm shifting over to like, oh, you know what? I just went to their site and uh, it does not exist anymore. So, oh no. Um, (laughs) (sighs) Well. We'll take that again. I'm going to take that again. Okay. I hope this is a clean cut, Nick. I'm sorry. Okay. I am going to recommend. Um, you know what? Give me one second. Okay. <laughs> I didn't prep for this one. Because um, I forgot. That was <laughs> Let me just look around. I can't think of one either. Do you want to just talk about perfume? Because I actually have a question since you you know what? This week, we are going to push back, get wrecked, and we're going to replace it with uh, a stand-in segment. Get wrecked is actually sick today. And mm-hmm. so per- playing the role of get wrecked for the first time in its debut will be, um, what do you want to smell like? Which is <laughs> our segment where we talk about perfume. 
and fragrance. And um, so please welcome, what do you want to smell like as the understudy to get wrecked? And um, so, Allie, what do you want to smell like? Hi. So I don't wear perfume, but like, I wish that I was a person who always just kind of smelled like flowers all the time. (laughs) Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. who doesn't? Um, but I I like sometimes I wear perfume and it like has a weird reaction to my skin. Mm. Um, and I saw a recent perfume. Have you heard of Juliet Has a Gun? Yes, I have. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about it because it's kind of confusing because I like read the description about it that was like, oh, this works for everybody because it's only the base tone. And then I was like, are you charging $100 for unfinished perfume? (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know which you're you're talking about? Because... Oh, yeah. It's a whole line. Sorry. The um, not a perfume. Not a perfume. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So um, it is... I think what they mean by that is that it's basically just... It's like kind of a single um ingredient or like a single main thing called um ambrox um and so it's not like a ton of different notes combined it's um so ambrox is like a synthetic substitute for gray amber so basically what happens in like a lot of perfume historically is that they're using um ingredients that are incredibly expensive and also like pretty unethical so like things like musk um historically come from like musk glands of animals and that's basically stopped happening um but also things like oud which is like a very very expensive wood that's been infected with this certain kind of of uh, fungus i think is one of the most expensive substances on earth um and so a lot of brands find ways to like make synthetic versions of those so um, Ambrox or Ambroxan is like a synthetic uh, version of gray ember, and it's usually used as a base note, which is, I think, what um, you were referring to. <laughs> but in this, it's really the only note. So okay. um, have you tried it? I have. And it was like pleasant. But then I was like, I don't know. Like, it was such a neutral tone that I found it enjoyable. Mm. But I was also suspicious. <laughs> I mean, I don't think um, I don't think you should necessarily feel suspicious. Like, I think something like this is going to be really subtle and going to be almost like, like they call it not a perfume. And like, I think it's going to be sort of like people might not even think you were wearing something. It just is like a, you know, like a laundered or like showered or something smell. Yeah. Um, what a good smell. <laughs> Something I would recommend for that as well is um, called Molecule Number Two, um, which is by a line called Eccentric Molecules. And this is something that a lot of people I know totally swear by. I've only worn it a few times. It's like incredibly, it's like a a huge cult hit. Um, And it's a little more complex. So, there's the main ingredient is this thing called ISO super E, which is, yeah, it's like, well, a lot of perfume <laughs> ingredients are like that because they're like synthetic uh, molecules. Um, 
and this one also too has ambroxan in like the in the center of it so it's going to be similar in that respect but it has a little more complexity to it mm-hmm. eccentric two like molecule two is supposed to just like make you smell like more like you um <laughs> and like better uh so i would say totally give that a shot okay yeah me but enhanced is kind of what i'm looking for <laughs> yeah so i think it's worth trying both of those um and if you can you're in new york right mm-hmm. so i would say and i'm not getting paid by them either but i love them so much that i am always into recommending them um and i, I think i actually have recommended them before on get wrecked but um there's a place called twisted lily mm-hmm. where you can get samples of um of a lot of stuff and also they can just like you can go there and be like this is what like this is something i like can you tell me other things that are kind of like it and they'll spend like half an hour with you just doing all that stuff so you could do that or you could go to like somewhere like lucky scent i don't know if they have things like um like juliet has a gun but they definitely have like um eccentric molecules so either of those i think would be a good place to start but that's maybe something else that you could look into and no i don't think just because it's like just a base note means that it's (laughs) Um, I would say before you jump into a whole bottle, like get a sample and see how it yeah. wears on you. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, other than that, it seems like it might be a good fit. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't know enough about perfume science to be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. It's very intimidating. I actually don't know that much either, but, um, the thing I love about Twisted Lily is like, if you go there and are like, I don't know that much about this. Can you help me? learn stuff they'll be like yeah totally let's just go through and we'll like talk about different notes and we'll talk about all this stuff um and then you'll learn a lot okay cool <laughs> yeah so that was i think, I think that <laughs> was what do you want to smell like yeah <laughs> um yeah and i guess i technically wrecked uh twisted lily but i think i have done that before so um yeah i think that basically brings us to the end of the show Okay. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to tell people where they can find you and your work online? Um, yeah, so um, you can find me. I produce and play on Friends at the Table, which is a actual play podcast where me and a bunch of my friends pay, play like tabletop games and have a good time. And it's sadder than it should be, but it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if, you know, 2018 has kind of been weird for you and you want to maybe experience that with someone um you can listen to my podcast about kanye west at one song only.com and try to be a kanye west fan in 2018 has how did you just start this show this year <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that must have been a kind of a wild year to to do that huh? it has been yeah i we started the show and then he reappeared in the culture <laughs> yeah just been living mm. that day by day and then having to talk about it into a microphone yeah um, well <laughs> i don't envy you that task but someone has to it was originally to figure out what the best Kanye west song was off of the like bracket that was like what making... is the best Kanye west song well you have to listen to the show oh, okay <laughs> We're not finished figuring oh, it out. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. There's a bracket system. It's a whole oh, thing. Oh, it's scientific. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. it. So that's that. Um, 
And then I'm at Twitter at Allie underscore West, where you can mostly just find pictures of my cat. Hell yes. Everyone should follow you. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again so much. And I hope you have a lovely Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Woodland Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>